0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What?
1: What do you want to do today?
0: Podcast.
1: You want to do a podcast? Yes. With who?
0: With you.
1: You like podcasts now? Yeah. All right. The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yes, Earth Podcast. Coming to you December eighth, two thousand twenty-two. Been a little bit a little bit of a week. This is the last episode. I think it's, not, it's been a week, right? I think it's been a soul show in a while either. This is, this is the first soul show I've done in a week and a half. How you guys doing? Um, changed a little bit there. Changed up a little bit. Uh No, that's not our official that's not officially new theme music. I'm going to run through some different tracks on the intro outro of this podcast in the next coming episodes, see how I feel. Um, of course, this podcast, all podcast catchers, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, but mostly folks, especially folks, please subscribe. Smash the follow button, the subscribe button, whatever how they they call on there. My YouTube page at Ernest EJ Christian. Uh, we are growing that daily. I appreciate you guys all your support. Do I? If I sound tired, I am really tired. But I gotta get this in, man. Gotta get this in. Um, but yeah, I am forty-two years old. Feel like I'm fifty-five. <laughs> Look like I'm twenty five. <laughs> Thank God. Uh yeah, I know. I'm a handsome motherfucker. It's okay. No no big no big deal. Nah, but for real. Um I I have a couple concerns. Um when it comes to my health, of course. Uh you know, as I uh you know, get to this thing called life, you know, mid forties coming up soon. You know, obviously you're not getting any younger. You gotta check check on the check the polls, make sure things look good. You know, and some days I feel good. Some days I feel really good. and others feel like shit, and it is what it is. You know, but lately I've been feeling like, feeling more of the um more of the latter, feeling like crap. And uh, you know, I got a couple concerns about certain things. You know, last you know yesterday, um, actually Monday, uh. Monday, and then Tuesday as well, I had a massive allergy attack again, which is, you know, it's been a common theme on this podcast. You guys know this already. I I get allergy attacks pretty common um, for the most part, and depending on how big they are, um, they tend to take the wind out of me for a good 24 hours after that. Today was rough. You know, I had a massive allergy attack attack on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I walked around with my left eye was all blurry and red, and (sighs) I was kind of weak in the entire day. I took some meds, um, late night, not late night, but, you know, about nine o'clock, no, Tuesday, nine o'clock on Tuesday, thinking, you know, but took some algae meds, you know, you know, drowsy, put me to sleep, and maybe the next morning I'll feel fine, took some magnesium with it, too, as well, I decided not to do a podcast, either, um, it's weird, because, like, Tuesday nights, I typically do my, uh, I typically do the, uh, hulla podcast with, you know, the football podcast I do every week, with, uh, Big Jim, and James and Kyle Nash, and, and, Anthony hmm and we do that for an hour and a half. But we we decided we didn't do the show on Tuesday night because of uh, technical issues. We actually ended up doing the show last night. Um and uh so I was like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I, I had planned to record this podcast at some point on Tuesday. But uh number one, my oldest, my youngest son rather, had stayed home sick he was sick um he's been sick all week actually, and bad cough. And uh so he's been home since since Monday. Um so and normally I do I do the podcast on Tuesday mornings. Couldn't do that because he's he's around and really he won't give me time even an hour myself to to record this even three minutes myself to record the show so you know and then Tuesday night I was just feeling out of it it's like you know what let me just reset we'll this on Wednesday you know whatever see what happens Wednesday Thursday whatever and then uh um yeah it's all day all day uh Wednesday I was just feeling like crap I just I just felt like the wind took it out of me woke up in the morning and just did didn't feel good you know. A lot of concerns with my health, man. I'm, I'm a little concerned, and I I think one of my biggest goals of to start the year 2023. we a couple weeks away from 2023 is to really start staying on top of that, my health, everything else, of that of that nature. Um, and first I'm gonna go see a doctor because there's a possibility. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not saying it is it is fact, but some of the symptoms are there. Um, I might be pre-diabetic. I'm not sure. I gotta check that first. Um. As you listen to the, you see the title of this episode, for example, you know it's it says "die bad diabetic." I'm sure some of y'all, we read that title of the of this episode, you see uh, what, the, what the fuck did he put there: "die diabetic." Oh, 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 di- oh, diabetic! Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Because I don't know, I'm not gonna say I am. I don't know, but I think at 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 very least, I'm probably pre-diabetic, and I and I, I, I you know again with me. And the way I eat, I could eat better. I, my my biggest issue, honestly, when it comes to like food, or whatever, because I, I have the I had like the same for the last couple of years of the podcast. I've, I've been I've been doing intermittent fasting for a while now. It's worked for me. I mean, I've had some days where I slipped and you know slipped and fall at times, fall off the wagon a little bit. Where like I'll eat later than I'm supposed to, and all that. For example, tonight, <laughs> but tonight was weird because I, you know, my kids want to go to sleep, and or well, you know, last night rather because we go to sleep. Um, and, um, so, it, it, you know, I, I was starving and like, I got to eat something, you know, so whatever. whatever. There, and I, with that, yeah, but I'm not really proud of that. But my biggest issue is sodas, man. I, I, I stopped an issue with sodas. Big much sodas still. I need, I need to stop. I really do. That's, that's, that's that's the lonely road to, uh, place where you want to be at when it comes to health you know that's the one thing that you know they say you know if, it, if you cut sodas out for example man you cut sodas out in your diet um you're going to be way ahead of the curve of getting uh, getting ahead and uh, but I, I i need to work on that so i don't know i am I'm, I'm concerned about the health i'm concerned i mean i i am going to go see a doctor probably in, in the beginning of the year and try to try to get myself back in a better place you know health wise where i am uh you know more water and being healthier because cause, again my biggest fear you know dying of course i don't, don't want to die but we're all going to you know we're all going to die at some point in our lives that's that's, that's let's accept that for what it is i said for in the past I, my biggest fear is is dying young and not be able to see my kids grow up and become adults and you know go to school but you know go to college and you know get married and have their own kids and being able to be to be a grandfather so I'm down the road. That that that's the part that frightens me more than anything else. And if I don't get myself in order, I may be short in that. So, you know, I'm gonna prioritize. You know, that going to doctor, seeing a doctor, making sure health is in place. And if I have things I need to improve on and change up, I'm gonna do so. that, that that's the goal here. Uh, but. You know, I, I I I don't know. I'm just lately has been it's one of those things where like you know, forty two years old. I'm closer to forty three. Forty three is kind of like you you're inching into the middle of the forties now. And look, I'm not saying it's old, but again, you're not getting that time back, man. <laughs> That's why it's uh, you know, you need to make sure you get oh you got your ducks in a row, man. Especially with your health. Health is wealth, bro. Health is wealth. Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves, please. All y'all, take care of yourselves, please. That's all I can say. That's all I can say to you guys. Um so last week, uh Tuesday, I was one of many people who got honored, honored at my at my job. Um the, the for the first time in a while, um they did a ceremony honoring people who, who've been at been at this place employment for over ten years. In my case, I've been there for nineteen years, almost twenty years. Next year it will be twenty years. Um and it was, was kind of cool. Like, we, they've honored in the past too. well, like, I know back in I remember the last time they, they honored, I got honored for something was when I hit, when I hit the 10-year mark. And um, I remember I got, got a couple of gift cards, you know, from Best Buy, I think it was, and some other things. And it was really cool. Um, but they haven't done anything like that of that nature in a decade. And they even acknowledged that. Like, oh, well, we haven't done this in a while, and we want to start bringing, bringing this back again. So hit the 19-year mark, um, you know, and it was kind of cool to be appreciated by, you know, my job. You know, now, as many of us that worked there, like one of the one cool thing about my job, especially too, is that there are many people who've uh, worked there a very long time. Like I'm not that special. Like as long as I've been there, I ain't that special. Like it's re- <laughs> that place is really, really hard to really like. If you do a good job and you just, you know, show some loyalty and all that kind of stuff, you you will be there a very, very, very long time. I mean, there are people there who have been there like longer to, than I've been alive. Like you, there, there was like two employees, for example, that were there. I started working there at, in 1974. I wasn't even born. I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even close to be born yet. I was still or six, six years off. Um, many people have been there in the '80s who was you know hired in the '80s and some and a lot, bunch in the '90s and me and, in 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 the 2000s, of course, you know people like me. But it was cool. Like I got got a certificate. You know, got some money. Uh, they obviously had luncheons, so had some good food. Um, uh, it was just, it was a nice it was a nice time. It's a nice time to be appreciated by by somewhere where you know. I, I've said it in the past. You know, I love I love my job. I love where I work at. I love the people I work with. My you know, right, My, my bosses all the way down to the employees. Um, and I'm I'm blessed to be somewhere where I know when I go to work. Like if I don't want to go to work, it's because I I'm I'm just not feeling up to it. Not because I'm I'm going to a place I don't like. You know, like I said, you know, you have jobs and once in a while you go to a place and like ah. At least when I go to my my job, I. You know, at least I'm, I'm having, I'm doing something that I enjoy, and because I'm a people person, especially too, because I'm I'm very much an extrovert and I'm a lot of people on people, and especially in the industry I'm in, you know, poker, um, it's great, it's just fantastic. Like you, you, you never know what you're gonna encounter that day, you never know who you're gonna meet, and that, that's one of the cool things for my job, especially too, as a poker dealer, is that when you meet people, like you, you're meeting different people like, you have the core, core people that you see every day, obviously, you know, cause this is what they do, they want to fit folk every day, which is fine. But then you'll meet people who have never seen, never seen before, you you know, if you're open to it, you can get some backstories and learn about their life a little bit, and whatnot. You you get to see a, a different, a diverse amount of people, whether it's through race, or age, gender, it doesn't matter, and that's one of the cool things about, about where I work at, is that you, meet such a gamut of different people and it's, it's, it's a great thing. It really is a great thing. Um, I've been in 19 years now and you know, ref- just reflect on that, you know, af- you know, after the, the ceremony last week and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, I just, I, I love it. I love being there. I, I'm so appreciative of my job and, you know, are the things that you can, you know, do better. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, anyway, work at, but the, I, I've always said, man, the, the, the pros Nineteen years later, the, the pros, still outweigh the cons still and i'm truly grateful for for being more mad so some political news here we had the georgia senate runoff uh a couple of days ago uh very contentious race you know obviously these two rafael warnock and Herschel walker you know you know that a month ago um when the, you know, obviously in georgia you, if you don't get of the vote you you have to run off uh, Warnock, was it, led 49% to War, Walker's 48% I think it was, and then the Libertarian uh, whatever his name is, had 2% to vote, and no one got got 50%, so he had a runoff, second, second runoff in two years, and uh, Warnock wins re-election to be his first full-time officially, because remember, he got he got elected in 2000, uh, 2020, rather, and then I think I think he was completing uh, another, uh the senator who's going to seat, um, filling the seat there and now he's gonna have the full full uh, his first full term of six years uh starting this this uh to come twenty twenty three um he he defeated uh Marshall walker in the runoff uh and i' not, not, not by white margin, but a wider margin i thought it was be i think he got last i check was fifty one half percent the vote versus uh walker forty eight point four percent so it's about three percent of the vote there um and you know this is my message here to Republicans here. Uh, you know, it, you know, losing in a, an, a, another Senate race in a state where your governor actually dominated uh, Stacey Abrams not even a month ago by nearly nine points. Here, here's a, a lesson here. Again, if we didn't learn this during the midterms a month ago, if you put up bad candidates, you're going to fucking lose. Stop. Putting stupid candidates up, you know, people like me who are NPAs. You want us to vote Republican again? Stop putting up guys like Herschel Walker, who has no fucking clue what he's doing, what he's saying. Okay, I, 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 honestly, I honest to God, I'll say it again. I honest to God believe he has CTE. Some things you're we saying made no sense. I don't want to. I don't want to think the guy's dumb. Okay, but at the same time some things he said made no 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 freaking sense whatsoever okay so the other thing you think of is CTE you know he played in the NFL for many years he played running back which uh, which is a uh, you know a position where you definitely get
0: a lot, of, a lot of the effects of CTE it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I an era where he played in, where it wasn't safety, wasn't you know, really something that was, that was uh, prioritized back then. Um, I, it would not shock me because he has CTE. Some things he was saying, I mean, through, the, through his campaign. And you know it's a bad look when your son Christian Walker, and we spoke about this on the podcast back in back in October, who I don't like for the record. That's a big Trump grifter. Okay, calling out your calling him out, calling him out again for the second time in in a month and a half, or two months rather. Call him out, his own dad up, for. Running for, for 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 the Senate seat, saying that you know tr- tr- Trump called him and he should have said no and he decided not to he said not to do it because he, he, he wanted the fame fame for this and all that and you know what from what his, his son said you know look I I, I look I don't know the announcement of the Walker family I don't know what's real what's not real I'm not gonna sit there and speculate on their issues they, they there's clearly a lot of issues between father and son there and what Herschel's done and been accused of through the years and and all that. But clearly, it's not a home. It's clearly not a stable home. You know, and, and what bothers me too, also, like we know, Warnock won it by three percent. You know, in, in a fairly decent margin, decent margin. But it still boggles my mind that forty eight percent of that state still voted for him. It, it boggles my mind. Like, like I can understand vote for Brian Kemp. You know, voting for a a a a Republican. That's you know. Quieter and not don't have the baggage as Herschel Walker does, but to both of Herschel Walker, like I, it boggles my mind that it's on the libs, that's all I care about. O- on the libs, so I'm both of this guy. And, and again, I can understand you, I, I, I can totally understand you, you know, being policy wise against uh, Raphael Warnock and being a, a, a difference with Raphael Warnock. But what does Herschel Walker bring to the table? What policies bring to the table? I remember watching some of those debates they were doing. I don't, I didn't see anything on policy that he brought up that even remotely felt. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand how people can vote for that guy. It, it boggles my mind. It, 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 this is less about, this is less about Republican Democrat, and more about a guy that clearly, and I mean clearly, is not fit. To, to To run shit, to run to run a football team for crying out loud, to to run, uh, you know, a, a, to to run a school for grand out loud. You want to be to be a, a senator? And forty percent of people, over forty percent of people in that state, said, "Yeah, we're good with that. We're good with that." What? Are you kidding me? You know, and again, this is not a Republican Democrat thing. You guys know where I stand. I'm an MPA. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a centrist. I'm, I know it's annoys a lot of people. I'm sure, but Herschel Walker, the things you're saying, you're really okay with that? Willing to check mark that in in the voting booth? It makes no fucking sense. It really does not. I, I and I don't get it. I really don't. All right, talk about baseball. Talk about baseball. Uh, off season time for your meetings, so you name it. Uh let's start my New York Mets first. Uh the New York Mets have had a very active uh so sort of say uh active um off season, if you will. Um obviously the big the big story this week or the last couple of days is Jacob Degrom deciding to leave the Mets, you know, free as a free agent and sign a uh six as a six year deal with the uh uh Texas Rangers totaling 108, I think it was 180 million dollars for six years. Um, but then the Mets also, you know, get Justin Verlander a couple days later, Uh two-year deal worth 84 ish million dollars. I think it was. You know, I, I'm going to say this as a Met fan myself. I'm going to say this. First, Degrom. Did I want to lose Degrom? Not really. Um. And again, you know, I'm older now, so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, you know, money and you know, wait, it's not my money. I'm not paying him, so what the fuck, I care how much money, uh, um, Steve Cohen gives him. You know, I don't care. But I, I do understand the logic. I know ground wants his money, and I'm happy he got his money. I'm happy he got the bag because it's probably going to be his last chance to, to cash big. You know, he's he's uh, 31 years old, I think now, 31, 32, and he's um already very injury prone. He had what like. When he starts that last year, he, he played. He played his first game until like, like till like late, late late July, early August last season. Um, and I say that recognizing that he is probably still the best pitcher in baseball when healthy, but that comes with a price. So I understood the Mets having a ceiling; they wanted to pay the guy, a guy, a long term deal for a guy that is probably going to not start more than maybe 50 to six percent of the starts that he'll be available for for that contract. I totally get that. That's why, even though I'm sad he's gone, I wasn't broken up about him leaving. I I, I told you guys during, on a podcast, I told you guys back in July that the likelihood of him leaving the team was pretty high. You know, we heard rumors about him. Wanting to go back down south again. Now, down south meant what? The Braves, the Marlins, obviously the Rangers, the maybe the Astros. Who knows if they want to get, take, take a stab at him. So we're not too surprised that uh, he's gone. I'm not surprised. I I, I didn't think he will come back. I I it always felt to me that even with the Mets having having the season they had last year, prior to the late late season collapse, of course, it it did feel like he had one foot out the door. And again, that's his right. He's allowed to do that. What really pissed me off last week, though, was seeing some of these Met fans, some of them I'm I'm friends with, or quote-unquote friends with, and some of the reactions to this. You know, I know one guy um, was saying that, you know, hope hope his arm fell off now for getting paid. This guy's in his 50s. Like, really? Like, grow up, dude. It's It's a business. You know he did. He, he did what best for his family. What was best for him? Who cares? You know I love how people rationalize. I love how people because because they're sports fans, quote unquote. They they, they love to rationalize someone else's situation instead of their own. It, it bogs my mind how people are just like that. <sighs> you know, um, look, it's a business, dude. He he you know, he knew what he wanted. The Mets were willing to offer that. Another team offered what he wanted, secured long-term security and a bigger contract. The Mets had a ceiling, and that's it. And we move on. And you know, for me personally, as a, as a guy who owns a Jacob Degrom jersey here at home, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the for the six, seven, seven, years, eight years he's been here. Um, great years. You know, went to World Series with him also. As one, as one of the uh, pillars of the team in 2015. Grateful for him being here. As a Met fan, I'm okay with it because, hey, look, this is a guy that he's probably not going to get any better, and I, and I say that only because of the fact that he, he, he's just he can't stay healthy. That's just what it is. His value comes, to, his value to the team is only valuable when he's actually available for the team, so I get that. Um, but somebody's fancy just need to fucking chill, dude. I mean, you don't own the guy, like. Be grateful he was here. You know, understand that he he did what's best for him. Take care of you first. It's a business, man. Be mad about leaving him, leaving him, but to sit there and say, oh, hope his arm falls off. Like, stop. Grow the fuck up. Seriously. So, in return, the Mets do sign Justin Verlander. A man that won the sign on last year, won the World Series last year, too, in Houston. A man, though, however, is 39 years old, turning 40. He'll be 40 when about opening day, I believe. Anybody saying, "Oh, why would you sign a guy this old?" Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. this is why I I was okay with the signing. I said this a couple of friends of mine. I, I was telling this you know prior that if if, if the ground walks, Verlander is, is a good option. People are saying, "Oh, I don't know, he's a little older." But here's the thing. The the window the, t- the the championship window for the Mets going into last year was really two to three years anyway. Like when you sign Max Scherzer, what you're saying is that. We're going to try to win a title within the next two years. Three max. It's assuming you get the Grom. Now, the Grom, obviously, being here long term, would have possibly kept the win a, a little longer, depending on how the team looked beyond the two years. But if you lose the Grom and you still don't compete with titles, you know, that's, I, I, for Lander, I mean, I mean, even at age 40, is worth the risk. People say, oh, it's $84 million. It doesn't matter. The guys the money to spend. Let Them spend it, and only that. That like, that like is on the hook for fucking forty million a year beyond beyond twenty twenty four. It's a two year contract. It's all it is. Two year contract. And then then you're done. So if if you know you bring a guy named Verlander again, just won World Series last month. Okay, just won a Cy Young last month. It's still one of the best pitchers in baseball, even at his age. Even if you get one great year out of Verlander out of two years, that's a success. Okay. Again, it's not a long-term deal. It also allows the Mets to develop guys in, on the back end in, in the farm system right now. It keeps the championship window open for the Mets for the next two years. Look, they, they, they may not win the title. I mean, to be honest, you can likely win the title is probably still still sort of done. But it at least keeps the option open. At least keeps the, the window open for a little bit to compete. So I have no problem with the, with the Mets that are here. You know, this is the only option you had really to, and and, and it, it addresses the window. It keeps the team competitive for another year or two. I'm okay with that. I have no problem with, with, with you know, who's the Grom against Verlander? And who knows in two years what the Mets will be um, staff-wise? We'll see. We will see. Sticking to baseball in New York, uh, Aaron Judge has officially decided to stick with the Yankees. Nine years, $360 million later, he is still a Yankee. I was joking around earlier with some friends of mine that you know, I, I think it's possible that the, you know the old legend himself, George Steinbrenner, um, old owner of the Yankees. whom you know, who passed away what fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. Haunted his cheap ass kids the, the Steinbrenner kids themselves, the, his kids that run the team currently. Haunted his kids. that told him, "Sign this dude, or else." Haunted him. Um, and um, they did the right thing. I. I, I yeah, they're the right thing. I'm surprised still I have San Francisco as the team he was going to go to. In fact, the rumors there there was rumors that in fact there was an offer on the table for allegedly that the, the Giants had offered the same exact contract, I think for ten years, I believe, at 360. Or oh, maybe it was nine years, I'm not sure exactly. It was a similar contract. And apparently San Diego was actually was in the was in the running last minute too, also, and supposedly offered a ten year four hundred million dollar contract. And Aaron Jones decided, decided to take the one year less, still so the Yankees. I respect that, of course, because of course, of course, being a Yankee, there's, there's a lot of, you know, being a Yankee, there's, there comes a lot of uh, attachment. It comes up with, with with a lot of flair to that too, especially. So you look at that also, you like not just with making the money you make with the Yankees, the endorsements also too. It's it's wide ranging because of they being a Yankee. But yeah, I'm so, so surprised that he stayed. I'm, I'm really surprised he stayed. I am. I, I am totally surprised. I, I thought San Francisco was going to sign him. I thought the Yankees was, was going to cheapen out and not pay the guy. But I'm happy Aaron Judge. He deserves it. He's a, great, he's a great kid. I'm not a Yankee fan. Obviously, I hate the Yankees, but Aaron Judge is a great dude. He really is. Let's get some NFL talk, some skin talk. Um, no picks show this week. Uh, again, again, uh, things scheduled went a little haywire this week with the uh, the kid being sick, and I really wanted to do a solo show more than anything else. I was willing to let go of the the pick show this week to do it. <laughs> but I want to talk about the Super Bowl bubble because we're, we're now about five weeks away from the end of the regular season playoffs begin. We are definitely in the what I call the penance of football. You know, we've passed Thanksgiving. we down to the final stretch. Teams to make the push for the playoffs, division titles, number one seeds, you know, wild card birds, who knows where they are at. And obviously, you know, we got a lot. It's been a very weird season. Very competitive season. But you're starting to see teams, you're starting to see t- tiers develop now to where there's a certain tier. You know, you, we know who the worst teams in football are. Like, you see my five rankings this week. Um, I actually revealed them on the Hull Up podcast last night. My bottom five, you see who the, who the worst teams in the league right now currently are going to week 14. You do definitely see the mediocrity, the middle of the room. You're starting to see now also a tier of teams that I believe are right now Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl bubble, I call it, okay? Basically, my Super Bowl is this. if I, I have a number of teams, I believe, if I imagine, can I see this team, can I see this X team playing in February for the Super Bowl? The answer is yes, but no, okay? Right now, my Super Bowl bubble currently has six teams. The six teams are the following. The Philadelphia Eagles are my bubble. The Buffalo Bills are my bubble. You can't see the Chiefs. Are in my bubble, the Cincinnati Bengals are in my bubble. The Dallas Cowboys are in my bubble, and the sixth team is the San Francisco 49ers are in my bubble. You will say, "Oh, what about the Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings," you know. Uh a ten and two. They're impressive. Kirk Cousins having a good, another another good year. It's a good quarterback. Top sixteen. Top shit. Top. 13, 12 quirk league. I'm not going to argue that. I just can't trust them, man. Can't trust them. Sorry.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Can't trust the Vikings. Not yet.
1: I think they're the fringe, though. I can't trust them. There's something about that team, that franchise that even when they play well, can you, can you just, you know, can you, you can you put the pulse on it? Can you, See, see them in the Super Bowl. It's not that I can't see them in the Super Bowl. I guess I could see it in that happening. The problem is, I believe the three teams in the NFC I mentioned ahead of them, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, I believe are better than the Vikings are. I think if those two, if they, they play any of those three teams right now, the the, the, the teams that are playing, the opponent will, will beat them. Dallas, which might beat them 43 to to this year. Eagles will be able to this year too, also. The Niners have not playing yet, but I, I, I'm confident the Niners, even with Brock Purdy, will beat them. I'm there, you know. The AFC side, the Bengals entered a bubble last, you know, last week after the, after the win of the Chiefs last week. Um, the Bengals are, I, I said a couple weeks ago, the Bengals are gonna one heater. Not, a, not a Jeff, Joe Burrow is a, uh, you know, Pedersad is, is passed now, and you know, Lions got the offensive lines can play much better now too. Especially, uh, they have one of the best rosters in football, in my opinion. And now, Jamar Chase is back, especially too. Bengals to healthy. They are a they are a prominent the Chiefs. They, they beat the Chiefs three times in the last calendar year. We got we got to we got to look at that, man. We, we have to look at that and really respect that. You know, for for all the talk, they can't beat the Browns, which, by the way, I think they will end that this week. For some reason, they own the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. And I think Joe Burrow also too. To stay on the subject of the Bengals, is on the cusp of becoming an elite quarterback. I think he's at the cusp. Like I think it's like three league three quarterbacks in the league are elite in my opinion. Maybe four. You know, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, and even though he's had a rough year, I'll still say Aaron Rodgers. I think Joe Burrow is the fourth guy. There's no order, of course. This is this. Who believes in that bubble? You know, the, the Niners. I still trust, despite Rob Purdy. I think you know. We you know Jimmy G suffered the year, but again. With Jimmy G, this team's been built on Jimmy G anyway. This team is built around, you know, a great, solid roster around the quarterback. Intro quarterback here, as long as you don't fuck up, they're good. As long as the team don't fuck up, they're good. The quarterback doesn't fuck up, they're good. You know, Jimmy G, Trey Lance, doesn't matter. Tom Brady, you know. I think the Niners are fine. As long as Rob, Rob, Rob Purdy stays with the system, this is why I think Kyle Shannon is the top five coach in the league. Because he knows how to get the best out of, of, of less at that position. They were Matt Ryan in Atlanta, they were Jimmy G here in San Francisco. I think Rob Purdy is not bad. He'll have five weeks to get the job done and to, to, to prove to folks that he could be maybe the next quarterback for the, for the liners. You know, if we'll talk about Trey Lance and. Jimmy G's now hurt. He may not be come back to the team again. We'll see. Although there's rumors on him him being able to play in the playoffs. Who knows? Brock Purdy has, has a perfect opportunity here to 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 become the guy in San Francisco. You know, of course, Buffalo, Josh Allen. You know, they lose one mill for the year. That's going to hurt a little bit. But it's it's Josh Allen on the bus anyway in Buffalo. And again, they need home court, home field advantage. Currently the number one seed in, in, the, in the AFC by virtual tiebreaker over the Chiefs. But they need home field advantage. Because Buffalo is a tough place to play. And when, it, when they're good and they're hosting home playoff games, they're going to be a problem, boy. They're going to be a problem. You know, obviously Philadelphia, most complete team in football, probably on both sides of the ball. I think Jalen Hurts right now at this point is a, he might be the leading candidate for MVP right now. Certainly it's a two-man race between him and Pat Mahomes, and Joe Burrows is coming in quick as the third guy in the in the race. But I think Jalen Hurts might be the front-runner for MVP now. He has been the most consistent of all the quarterbacks this year. And even after a little flub in couple weeks, you know, and wa- losing to Washington, almost losing to Indiana- Indianapolis, but Jeff Saturday on a Sunday. <laughs> um Jalen Hurts has been the most consistent, consistent quarterback of, of, of this of this league this year, and and I, you know, I, I, you guys know I can't stand the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan, obviously. Hope we hope we win this weekend, although I don't see it happening. But Jalen Hurts is a fantastic human being. He's a great guy. I'm so glad the Eagles, all football allegiance aside, I'm so glad the Eagles stuck it out with him. And stuck with it. it could remember last year, the playoffs. Like, oh, maybe this guy's not the, not, the, not the guy. Who was it on the podcast after that saying, me and Kyle Nash? The, 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 the first show after that, that wild card loss to the Bucks last year saying that Eagles, give the Eagles some time here. Give Jalen Hurts some, Hurts some time. Let, let him learn from the situation. And boy, has he come out guns blazing. Again, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I am damn sure a big Jalen Hurts fan. You know, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, we still, you know, the, L- the Lamar Jackson uh, debate rages on. a buddy of mine texted me, and we had a conversation on social media the last couple, couple weeks about Lamar Jackson. He thinks he sucks. He thinks he thinks he's not elite. And I told him, I never say L- L- Lamar's elite, but if you don't think he's a top ten quarterback in the league, you're, you're smoking something. Lamar Jackson's a top ten quarterback league because his, his his bottom line, he makes his team better. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have a number in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, he is one. of the games that he started uh, for Baltimore, okay? He does have a playoff win, by the way, too. Is he Josh Allen? No. Is he the best? He's a good arm. He has has a really good arm. He probably should, you know, should throw the ball a little more. I mean, I, I understand Lamar Jackson and the way he plays football is a little bit unorthodox at most because we're so used to seeing the Tom Brady's and the Matt Ryan's and the Eli Mannings and pocket passers and stuff, but the league is changing, guys. The league is changing. You know, whether you 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 get yards on the ground, yards yeah. in the air, or are you winning football games? And and, and, and look, and, and my buddy here, he brought Colin Murray. Like the Colin Murray, Lamar Jackson is is a much better quarterback than Colin Murray. It's not even close. The better leader. Come on, stop all that noise. Look, look is Lamar elite? No. I, I I just mentioned that delete conversation, but it's only four guys, three, four guys that you can consider elite at this point. Okay? anyone want to say Tom Brady's still elite, go right ahead. Five. Okay, you you you're you're saying something that's you know look, he's not elite right now, but it's fine. But is he top ten in the league? Absolutely. And and I think he's a snug top ten, honestly. You know? Again, I know what's his face, the back of quarterback, um, I, 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 his his name was number two. <laughs> number two for the, for the Ravens. You know what? Let me look it up real quick. Um, you know, he had a great, you know, comeback in that game against Denver on uh, uh Huntley. Tal Huntley. Thank you. And I, I get I get it. But Tal Huntley's not winning you winning you eight, nine, ten, ten plus games a year in Baltimore. At least at least we haven't seen it yet. Lamar through four years done has done that. Lamar's MVP. Lamar is winning games in Baltimore. Lamar has won a playoff game already. Okay, that, give this time time to grow, man. Like seriously. And the Colin Murray, the Colin Murray comparison, stop, dude. That, that's, not, that's not that's not even accurate. Um, more NFL's top last NFL topic here. Old uh, Beckham Jr. Um, took beans with the Giants last week. Took beans with the Cowboys this week. I think he's with Buffalo also, too. I believe. I, but, you know, and I, and I love OBJ, man. I really do. Great, great kid. I think he gets he gets, he gets a, a bad rap sometimes. But I'm going to ask a question to you guys, and hopefully you guys will agree here. Why, should we actually care where he lands? Like, because now we're hearing things about he may not be available to the playoffs and that teams are worried about him not being fully healed yet from the injury, the uh, ACL injury he suffered uh, in the Super Bowl last year. I mean, if I'm old I'll Jr., I'm wrong. I'm not saying get your money, bro. Get get, get your money, I every mean, last dollar, I every mean, last cent. But are, are you sure? Are we sure he's re- he's ready to play? I mean, seriously, I, I I'm really curious. Like, is he ready to play? Um, I don't know. Like, does he help Dallas? Does Dallas need him anyway? I I don't think the Cowboys need him. They got Gallup. They got. See, Lamb, they got a good there. I don't really need Beckham. I mean, you sure really not help him, sure. The Giants could really use him, but at the same time, <coughs> the Giants are not, are not that good. And I don't know if the Giants, I, I don't think it makes the Giants much better even being there just because of the fact that they they, they have more holes in this receiver. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, if he goes to Buffalo, I'm pretty good. But then again, is he healthy? I, I, I don't know. I I don't know, I mean, should we really care as much about him where he lands? I don't know. It feels like, 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 like a LeBron free agency thing, but we don't even know how healthy this guy is. And I I mean, look, I pray he is healthy. I want him, he's he's the league is better when he's involved. But I think we, I don't I don't think we should care as much as we do about older Beckham's, uh, <sighs> um, you know, whereabouts and where he goes. But that's just me. That's just me. Uh, college football playoff community. Uh, college football playoff is all set. New Year's Day. Um, the four, as I did, I did unfold I, I the podcast right when they announced the, the playoff four. Yes, you, you hear it again. One, Georgia. Two, Michigan. Three, TCU. Four, Ohio State. They got it right. They got it right, and they set the tables early. You know, USC blew it. That simple. Alabama doesn't deserve to get in. As much as I cancel Ohio State. Ohio State's a better resume than 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 uh, Alabama. Alabama has two losses and one for starters, and where, where the quality wins, they don't have any. You know, I know people say, "Oh, Penn State." You know, well, Ohio State beat Penn State. So what? Penn State's ranked number eight going go into the week. I think a little bit lower now, eleven now. I think or something like that. Even if Penn State being lower in even in the top fifteen, bottom fifteen rather, that's still better than Alabama beat this this year. So there's no argument from, really for Alabama to get in the playoff. We're sorry. Nick been going on TV. And look, you, you, sh- you should do that and sell your team. Da, da, da. But you know damn well your team didn't of in there. Stop, Nick. Stop it. Um. But yeah, they got it right. They got it right. Um, they also announced uh, they're gonna have the playoff um um in two years, the twelve team playoff officially in two years. Thank God. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Let's earn the shut in the field. Even if you know the, probably the same four teams that, that that'll be selected anyway. It's good to know that we these have teams have an opportunity to try to shake things up. You know, I can't wait for two years from now. I cannot wait. You know. Uh playoffs. I'm 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 all about the playoff. I don't care. Leave on the field. I mean, I'm happy to I'm glad we have a playoff four, but I'm happy we have a playoff twelve coming up very soon. Um I think a cost of too. Uh the uh, Heisman, Heisman nominees have been announced. Um uh, we do have four nominees. I think Stephen Bennett was one. Caleb Williams is another one. I don't remember you know what? It doesn't even matter who gives a shit. Does anybody even care about the Heisman anymore? Honestly, does is is anyone actually care about the Heisman Trophy anymore? I'm really curious. I, I, I don't. I haven't cared for years about the Heisman Trophy. Honestly. I just don't care. That doesn't mean. That's not going to prick here, but I just don't care. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it on TV. I'll get the results on my, on my phone on a, at 9 o'clock, 9.30, on Saturday night. It's cool. Just don't care. I mean, when's the last time the Heisman Trophy actually mattered? Like, really? really think, and, and, and I'm being serious here. As someone who loves college football, when's the last time the Heisman Trophy actually mattered? Like, do, what, 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 better question. When's the last time you actually cared about the Heisman Trophy in a big way? Because I haven't been cared about the Heisman Trophy probably since 2013, 2014, when uh, I think James Winston won it. 2013, or 2014. And Mark Spargo won twenty fifty believe it was. In that order, I believe. Like, haven't cared in a long time. Just don't care. But, you know, this is me. This is me though. I mean, you'll gotta be me. But you know, I I have got the other two guys that are mentioned in the Heisman. <laughs> that's, that's, how much, that's how much I, I care about it. I, I I don't even care about who else is mentioned in the uh, Heisman race. If you will. <laughs> really. Uh I mean, it is what it is, man. Like I said, I I, I I'll obviously applaud who wins. i show respect. I think Kill Williams is will going win it still for USC, despite having that uh pedestrian game against Utah choke job. Not choking, I think someone am choking. say you guys, guys, look, guys got your asses kicked. Um, but Kellen Williams has enough in the bag to say he deserves it. So as my son uh, walks into the room here, uh, I'm going to try to run through these uh, next, these final topics here before we get out of here. Um, <clears throat> not rapid fire, but next, just trying to get through it as I can. Um, we're now, officially, a th- about a third of the way through the NBA season, and teams are now finally starting to to settle in into their real characteristics. Like, you see the Lakers all of a sudden now playing a, little, a lot better, race of late, although they lost two in a row as this recording. Um, although last night they didn't have LeBron and or AD. Uh, I and must I'm a mistake, I think Westbrook missed the game today too in Toronto. So um excuse me. Excuse me, okay? All right. It's oh, that's a bad cough there. <laughs> He's been home for four days straight, actually. Um you see the Nets playing better all of a sudden now. The Nets are over five hundred at least as it's recording. I mean, maybe at five hundred now, but you know, they recovered a little bit since then. You know, obviously you see the runaways are now really in the league now, are obviously the Celtics
0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus
1: terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Obviously, the Bucks. The Suns are running away too old. The, the Suns have actually been a lot better than I thought they'd be this year, honestly. I thought this would be a, 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 a drawback here for the Z team. But clearly it ain't gonna happen. The Warriors play a little better too, especially. So you have a lot of parity early. Remember Utah had a fast start, now they've drawn back down to earth again a little bit. Uh, could they sustain and make make a play-in? I don't know. <clears throat> but what you what you're here now is that teams starting to sell in this point now. We, we we got the Christmas obviously we get the Christmas games and then we'll obviously we'll assess there. Um, I'll do a uh, probably hopefully do a, a a a podcast on that with uh probably with my, with my boys Zach and Chris at some point next week or so. We're we'll trying to get that in if, if the schedule allows me to because of course the holidays are a little bit tougher too, especially because like when <clears throat> my kids are off of school for two weeks starting Christmas week through New Year's week. Excuse me. <clears throat> I can't this cough. What the heck? What the heck. Um, I don't wanna I don't want to curse on my kid. Um but uh at the same time, uh we'll we'll figure those things out going forward as it is. Um uh, but like I said, the season starts settling now. Um and uh we'll we'll have a lot to talk about basketball in the months come, obviously. Um the breaking news today I woke up. Um Brittany Griner is free. Brittany Griner is free. The US has made a trade. They traded uh, arms dealer Victor was it home What's his name? Let me get his name right because I want to screw this up. Victor prisoner Swap. Uh, Victor what's, what's this guy's name? Hold on. Take the water. Take the water. It's okay. Um uh, Brittany is free after over a year of being in a US uh, you know, in camp and jail. Um and uh, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. she's free. I'm ecstatic. Um let me second to the fighter name here. I'm gonna get this right here. Um, you one quick second. So the uh, arms dealer, uh, Russian arms dealer, is uh, Victor Belt. Is uh, the name of his of the dealer. I, like I said, I am ecstatic she's home. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna have a measured conversation about this real quick because I think people are so into the political, uh, um, you know, armor <laughs> when discussing these things. You know, they, you know, the, the right can't stand her because she, they think she's a anti-American who won't sta, You know will kneel for the flag and all that kind of stuff and it's critical to the country, you know, and then the left of course is going is going the other way with it and saying, you know, like we gotta bring it home, you know, that's our you know. And I think we can I mean look, I know I know I, I know this annoys a lot of folks when when I take a middle argument of this, this is not really a middle argument to be honest with you. This is a common sense argument really to be honest with you. Like you can both can be correct here. And this is how I feel about this. Like you can be ecstatic that she's home every new writer's coming home, but also feel comfortable that we traded a Russian arms dealer to, 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 to make this happen. Both be right here. I, I think it's okay to feel, to, to have both feelings here, but because we're such in a in a polarized time where we can't even, it's such about, about the team, about the political positioning we have now, we can't see to get, get through, through that. And of course the media makes, the media plays a big, a large part of that too. Also, I've, folks there, you know, you know saying, how's, how's it? You know, when, you know, when this started happening and, you know, Trump this and that, look, we know I think most sensible people, regardless of where they're politically affiliated with, agree that the, the media plays a large part in how we digest and interpret, and mean, give out you know, our opinions which is really sad because the media at the end of the day, right, left, in indifferent all have agendas here. That's why I was tell you tell you guys think for yourself, dude. Think for yourself. That's why I wish we had one two, two parties also. But that's a little argument. But it's okay to have both feelings here. It's okay to say yes, I'm a, I'm ecstatic she's home, but I'm also uncomfortable that we traded an arms dealer to to get her. It's okay. It's quite okay. And that's 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 all. Leave that we have at this point. Everything else is 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 is, this, is what it is. Okay. So. Congrats to Brittany Griner, her family, and all that. Glad she's home. Am I but am I also a little bit, you know, uncomfortable to be be let go of a, a dangerous guy that could that could maybe hurt people in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely freaking And that's okay. That's okay. All right. All right. One podcast recommendation here. Um Bulmar. You guys know I'm a big fan of Bulmar, the real time Bulmar, every Friday on HBO. He actually has started a podcast. Recently, about within the last year, actually, uh called Club Random Boulevard. It's kind of a, it's a weekly interview type of thing, kind of like joel Rogan. But you know, um I had listened to the show a couple months ago. You know, I listened to one episode with Club Mike back in you know back when. Um, it was a really good one, but I didn't stick with it. Like some of the guests he had on there, I really didn't care for, honestly. But then I can't got back on the wagon. I told you guys I've been using YouTube as my 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 one of my main, you know, content, you know. When I when I carry, when I you know taking content especially YouTube has been my number one like place to to take it in not just also with random shows and stuff I was watching YouTube in general but also even the the podcast I typically listen to that I get want to get in bite size so I randomly you know no pun intended or randomly um some of the recent episodes he's had you know with Stephen A Smith which that was, was a fantastic interview you know and he also had a uh, he also had on uh, Dave Rubin, who's was, who was a you know, some guy I, I, I hit a bit with. You know, he's a former liberal. Now he says he's not a conservative, but come on, now the guy's a conservative. He's a conservative. He's a, he's a pro. You know, right wing guy. You know, I sometimes I, he was a grifter, but I will say this much: I listened to the interview, to the interview with uh, with Dave Rubin, two hour over two hours, um, Bill Maher. And the, the cool thing about Marl especially too, with with, with the setup with, with this also too, it's very laid back. Also, like they they smoke weed down there, they drink they drink uh, alcohol, you know whatever they cuss, they do this and that. It's a it's it's, it's very Roganish in the sense of 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 the conversation, but it's also very open. Um, it's very you know like it's very laid back. Like I say you drink, smoke weed, drink, drink beer, da da da. You know, I, I actually watching the interview with Kid Rock that he just did a couple weeks ago. Um, the Stephen A. Smith episodes are, it's fantastic. Actually, to be honest, with you they they get into politics, they get into you know, it's funny. Bill Maher was saying that he he wanted this to be something talking about he wanted this show to be about the person and the 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 mission of the show was to go away from the politics. And yet the last couple episodes, all you see is more political talk. Which which for the record I think is great because I think also, you know, politics is a part of our life now. It, I I know people say we can't talk about politics, or religion. Screw all that shit. I I'm 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 the anti of that. I'm okay with opening up and being honest. With, if if that's something you're interested in interested in or passionate about, whatever, you it's you sh- it should be okay to talk about those kind of things. I think you really should. It's okay to be to talk about those kind of things. So um Club Random Willmar, my podcast recommendation of the week. Maybe this is a weekly thing here. My home recommendation of the week and all that. Anyway, some positive stuff here. Um I've been you know we're closing into the holidays. I'll tell you what man. You know, maybe it's just me getting old and maybe getting getting soft, but you know, listening playing to Christmas music, you know, especially the oldies, man, it, it brings me special joy in my life. Like there's so much negative in the world now. That's why when I, when I play Bing Crosby and Sinatra and Jackson Five and James Brown's Christmas albums, T. A. Runder, you know, and you know, even some of the modern stuff like we play. Every time I play Christmas music, man, I'm always, in, I always seem always seen to be in a good mood. I think that's really trick. It's really got really a thing for me in the last couple of years with COVID. You know that, so much negative. The political sphere has been negative. Everything's negative in general. That, you know, now as my son comes walking in the room, it's okay. Um, it's it's been it's been really really uh, cool, and this this it, it it's it's it has a certain it sell it sells my soul. I don't know what it is. It's it's. I know it sounds weird and. Awkward and and just, but lately when I play Christmas music, it just I feel like I feel like a good spirit upon me. It's 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 such a positive thing. I don't know what it is, man. I I I don't know. It maybe just me getting old and whatever. But um, but i like wife and I, we were we bought a tree on Monday and um, uh, we came home and started started working on some some parts of the tree. Not done the tree yet, by the way, but um. And uh, we uh, started working on the tree and we were playing, you know, oldies, you know, Christmas music. I, I'm a guy that loves the 40s, and 50s oldies of music of, of yesteryear. But I think it's just so genuine and authentic. So, like, I don't know, it's, it's been such a great joy in my life. And, you know, the kids love it. And my wife loves it, especially, too. So, like, I want this month to go sp- a little slow because I want to take in, take in the holiday spirit. I really do. So anyway, um, what else can I here? I need to save a shit ton of money in the next, you know, next year because next year I got a lot going on. Um, got trips to, trips to plan. I got family trips I want to plan next year. You know, my brother's bachelor party is in May. Uh, his wedding is in also later in the year on on, on location. The wedding on that stage, What should I say? Uh, such so a lot of stuff coming out, I, I need to really lock in and save Bunny, and just kind of get into that mindset of okay, twenty twenty three is gonna be a productive, a, a very productive year for me. Um, at least I hope so. That's the plan. But man, inflation makes things hard. You know. Bills't do go away, kids have things to do, kids have things to school, this and that always an act always something that comes up last like um last minute that you don't plan for where there's a you know flat tire here or a uh, you know car issue here or something here you know there's so, something in general, a health thing here so but 2023 is gonna be a year I need to really <laughs> try my hardest to save a shit ton of money to do the things I need to do to make it a productive year um so we'll see how that goes. I have to get my passport, you know, renewed. And honestly, it's not even renewed. I think I I think the rules after ten years, your passport, you know, you basically need a new passport. And I haven't even my passport in honestly in twenty two years, honestly. I've been mean, I'm the country twenty two years. <laughs> two thousand when it, when it turned out. So that's there's, there's that. That's 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 one of the things that I gotta work work on in the next uh <clears throat> coming, you know, months and whatnot. All right, before I get out of here, um announcement here. I have a new weekly basketball podcast coming starting next week. It is called and one with EJ. Now, here's the thing. It will not be on this feed. Okay. We'll still talk talk about the things we talk about on this feed, basketball, whatever I always do here. But I'm doing a short weekly basketball podcast on the feed of the Hull Up Podcast. As you guys know, I join that show every single Tuesday. Uh, I'm I'm going to be contributing also a weekly show. It's it's going to be very short and simple. Probably going to be a 10... Honestly, I'm being straight with you guys. It's going to be probably a 10 to 20 minute episode a week uh, show. And and basically, very simple. You know, laying out five things that stood out to me. Five stories that that stand out to me that week in the NBA. Okay? Um, Very simple. It'll be on the Hull Up feed. So if you're interested in listening to my basketball analysis, especially too, Subscribe, of course, to the podcast You should, should should do it anyway because number one, I'm on there every Tuesday. I'm I'm part of the panel every Tuesday, talking football, um, with uh Big Jim and Kyle Nash and Matt Matthew Lyson. um, and you you know just subscribe there. But I'm I'm, I'm going to drop those shows, uh, every Wednesday morning. I believe I'm I'm, I'm, I'm yeah Wednesday mornings. I think I think we agreed on me and Jim. Um, but check it out, man. Look out for that. It's going to start next week. I was hoping to do it this week, but next week we're gonna drop those episodes um, um, on the feed. Also, another thing I'll, I'll be working on: um, I am planning on creating more original content on YouTube next year, in twenty twenty three. That's the twenty twenty three is a big year for me. Um, I'm gonna you know, one of my plans is to do a YouTube exclusive show. Um, I'm looking at doing possibly a reaction show to things, you know, uh, videos and music and you know, uh, sports and whatever it may be. Um, that's that. That's the uh, the running plan. Um, I have not decided when to start the show yet. While um, they're working on the particulars now, my wife and I my wife is going to be involved with a lot of this stuff too. Especially, um, it's going to be it's definitely going to be reaction videos. Um, but it will also be exclusive to YouTube um, as well as we uh, continue to expand this thing here we do with content. So, and again, also, I was hoping to get this done by the holidays, but it won't happen. But merchandising is coming. Next year as well too. As I said, it's the theme of 2023 here, and as we end this podcast, um, I am working on doing merchandising in 2023. Working on some shirt ideas, some mugs, and maybe other things of that nature. Um, but that's coming. My wife and I, like I said, my wife is a lot more involved now with when it comes to behind the scenes here at Earth Speak Podcast and things we do here of that nature. So again, 2023 merchandising is coming to Earth Speak Podcast for all you uh, fans of the show. Um, I'll let you guys know once things are ready set to uh, to release other than that that is it for me I am on Twitter at each 7 Earth Big Podcast will cause all podcast catchers um as my son wanna say hi everybody before I go say hi say hi talk talk
0: hi huh. me I don't wanna add that thing in the here
1: <laughs> whatever that means so again Earth Street Podcast all podcast catchers each person 7 on Twitter we will talk soon and uh, until then, stay up, stay positive. Until next episode, later.